0: Just before we start the show, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we live, work and play. We acknowledge their ongoing connection and custodianship for country. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and their stories and journeys that have led us to where we are today. Let's meet our next guest.
1: Joining us in the studio today is Hannah Payton, who is a copywriter at Saatchi and & Saatchi and one of the nicest people you meet in advertising. Hey, Hannah, how are you going? Hi, Britt. Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. And Hannah's up from Melbourne, so it's very exciting to have you here in Sydney. For it this is, episode. and you put on a show yesterday. The weather was so good. Oh, it was divine. But again, uh, rain for the rest of the week, so enjoy it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You bought Melbourne weather, would you? I know, I know. <laughs> um so we're gonna start off today with the icebreaker so what's a clothing trend that you've worn in your teens that you hope would never come back in style
0: oh um I (laughs) I owned one of those um no rules do you remember the brand no rules it had the eyes as the sort of logo and I got given for my birthday it was a matching hot red um tracksuit set and I reckon I wore it non-stop I wore, i've got it on school camp and i wore it every single day thinking it was the greatest thing i'd ever seen so yeah probably matching tracksuits but they kind of are back
1: yeah so yeah maybe not the matching velvet tracksuits that's the, it, velvet the juicy ones?
0: couture sort of style yeah, yeah don't want them
1: to come back no they were no. very hot got yeah. very sweaty all the time <laughs> they I were. Like sweat pot <laughs> gross um so what's consuming most of your free time these days
0: um. Well, we recently got a new house, me and my partner. We moved out to the country, mm-hmm. did a bit of a COVID move. So we've been doing a few home renos and I've become a bit of a um, addicted to the home renovation life. I'm, I now watch The Block, which yep. I never did before. You're a blockhead. I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a blockhead, I hate to say it. Um. But, yeah, just a lot of amateur home DIYing is kind of the current obsession. Yeah.
1: Have you ever had any, like, bad DIYs, like you did it and you were like, it's going to be great and it turned out terrible? Absolutely sober. everything to ends oh, okay. up like that. Yes, that's <laughs> that
0: just that's just the norm is that everything turns out not the way it looks on Instagram or Pinterest but yeah. still give it a go um, and then just really regret it afterwards. Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. So how long have you been there?
0: Uh, we moved in November last year. To It's called Kyneton is the um, place we've moved to.
1: Oh, okay, and you never lived in the country before? No, City Girl, yeah. Is your partner... Also a city person? He grew up in a place called Maldon
0: that's not too far from there. So that's yeah. in regional Victoria. So he's quite familiar with the area, but I'd, I'd never been there. Um, so it was a bit of a change. And you're a farm person. Yep. I am Do you a, have any animals? I'm officially a farm person. We've got two chickens, Benson and Hedges. Yep. And uh, we've now got a dog as well.
1: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> little family out in the farm. Um, <laughs> have you had any near-death experiences?
0: There was an incident um when I was traveling in uh, Nicaragua and I did the that's just think they it's a it's a complete tourist trap. They take you up a volcano mm-hmm. and they basically strap you into this suit and put you on a surfboard sort of style boogie board thing and you can just slide down the volcano, which yeah, what S- could go wrong? Safe.
1: Exactly. Yep, yep.
0: Um so I did that at I think they say you can clock up to like sixty kilometres. It's it's quite obscene how fast you can end up going down this. Yep. And I um got near to the bottom of it and I spun out and I sort of just smacked my face down the uh, sort of gravel of the volcano Um, and I I thought I was dead. I couldn't move. I couldn't move my body. I couldn't see anything but everyone was sort of reacting around me Um, and it wasn't until I sort of saw later when I got back to the hostel that my entire face had been sort of torn off, shorn to shreds. Oh, my goodness. had gravel in my chin for about a month later. I was finding rocks in my face. So um, (gasps) – Yeah, not the, not the best, but I did live. Yeah. yeah. Um, and did you go to a hospital after? Like, what happened? No, they're not big on hospitals. <laughs> oh, HMS isn't a huge thing over in Nicaragua. So they just said, basically, if you, you know, don't sue us and you can get free mojitos all night. So that was good enough for me. I was happy f- with that.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so surprised that you do not have a scar on your face or I know something from that. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so next one, do you have any scars or tattoos? Well, scars you don't have. Emotional scars, yeah. not physical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I don't have any tattoos actually, mm-hmm.
0: but um, I'm the reason somebody else has a tattoo. Okay. Because uh, during my uh, VCA year or HSC yeah. year, mm-hmm. um, I was getting a bit stressed about my final ENTER score, ATAR score, and uh, there was a certain – score I wanted to get to be able to get into the psychology degree I wanted to do at RMIT University. Mm-hmm. And I was complaining about it saying, you know, I'm not going to make the score. And my dad said, you know, Hannah, if you you are able to get whatever this score was, um, I'll get it tattooed on my ass, you know. Um, and then I did get it. And he uh, kept his end of the bargain, and he did. He's got so he's got my atar score tattooed on his on his bum cheek. So. I mean,
1: good on your dad for pulling through the, his end of
0: the bargain. Yeah, it was it was quite weird going to like a tattoo parlor in Collingwood with yeah. all these sort of hipsters, and then my dad walking in and requesting. And you a went tattoo. with him? Oh, I mean, I look, I actually actually got bored and because it takes a long time. Yeah, um, I actually got bored and went for a shop on Collingwood.
1: But when I you just abandoned your dad, I was down
0: Smith Street. I know, and then um, I came at the end, and he but he did say it hurt. Yeah. More than he expected, so I did feel a bit guilty. Is that um, his only tattoo? Yeah. I mean, this is like a middle-aged, you know, British man. <laughs> He's
1: not – he hasn't got tats. no. Yeah. A commitment. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next question. So, have you won any competitions? And if so, what was it and what did you win? I – the first – I guess the first competition I can remember
0: entering was – I get uh, as sort of my gateway into advertising now that I think about it, um, back in the day we were one of those families that were never allowed Foxtel yep. um, until I was much older. And then when we did get it, I just felt like I couldn't leave the TV because it felt like the biggest thrill of all time to finally have Foxtel. Yep. And there was the MTV channel, so I was constantly watching that. And there was an ad for an uh, advertising competition. It was called Make a Film, Make a Difference. And mm-hmm. the brand was the Traffic Accident Commission. And they basically just asked you to submit your idea for this ad. Um, and this was back in the day before I kind of knew anything about advertising or I don't even know if I really had my own laptop at that point. So I scamped out a storyboard, drew an idea, wrote wrote a script on a piece of paper and sent it in the mail to a uh, grey agency. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they called me and said I was a finalist and they brought me in to sort of pitch to a panel of judges um, to make my film and I want a bit of cash for it. So... Yeah, that's kind of the first competition I remember being very, very stoked about um, getting into, yeah.
1: And have you done any other competitions since or was that like your one? I'm not a professional competition (laughs) enterer,
0: (laughs) but I do consider myself to be uh, pretty lucky. So, you know, I do like to enter the old, Meet Raffle now and then down yep. at the RSL. I'm a country girl, remember? So. Oh, that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is so true. So last question, just jumping from that. Have you always lived in Melbourne?
0: No. I um I grew up, because of my dad's work, we lived in um, Malaysia and Hong Kong and the UK as well. So okay. lived in Melbourne um, fully from about the age of uh, grade two and
1: mm-hmm. then, yeah, have lived in Melbourne ever since until now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That have you had any funny stories or experiences from your time? Like you obviously wouldn't remember, but have your parents told you a story that happened that Uh, Hong
0: Kong and Malaysia, they are a bit of a blur and it's one of those things where I look back now and I don't really know if I remember it or whether I can just remember it now from seeing photos and videos. But mm-hmm. there are still sort of distinct memories of getting on school buses and monkeys sort of climbing into yeah. the school bus and on the school bus and um so yeah, things like that as a child, which are pretty surreal and exciting yeah that's yeah. so
1: cool and lastly beyond the title who are you um I'm a person
0: I think who just wants to give everything a go
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I like trying new things and don't really I've got a high embarrassment threshold I like to think so I'm quite willing to give things <laughs> a crack even if I don't think they'll end in my favor so yeah yeah I think that's how I'd see myself
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye.